Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio today, I have Dr. Joshua Boucher from Search. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, it's nice having you in here. It uh, looks like the weather might improve later. Might be, might be good hiking weather. Yeah, it would be good uh, to get out there. There's a lot of great trails out here I'm learning. That's true, because you are actually the newest family physician for Search. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, Jordan. So uh, my first question for you is maybe tell me a bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? What, tell me about you. Yeah, so I am, well, a military physician uh, originally and uh, trained in Fort Gordon, Jordan, uh, Georgia, and then went to El Paso, Texas, where I served for four years and then came here with my family. I got three sons who are loving Juno and uh, my son just started soccer practice uh, last night. It was a good time. And um, I'm originally from Utah, Idaho area. And um, yeah, love the outdoors. A lot to offer here in Juno, and uh, I'm looking forward to experiencing it. Because Juno does have a lot of good outdoor experiences to you know, experience in the first place. I mean, we were talking before the show, it sounds like you were in the, the 4th of July parade as well. I was, yeah. That was a. Uh, Never really actually been in the 4th of July parade before, but yeah, search, they uh, took advantage right away and like, hey, why don't you come in this parade and hand out some swag and it was fun. I actually enjoyed being in the parade more than watching the parade, I think. I feel like that is part of the fun. It's a very different experience where you're like, oh, look, there's people going by versus, hey, we're going by everybody. Everybody's happy. Everybody's having fun. People are waving. Yeah. Definitely. So what brought you to, to being in military service? What brought you to do that? Well... So my dad served in the military for about 37, 36 years, uh, not all active duty, but we had moved around a lot and I was used to the military lifestyle. And then when I got into medical school, I started talking to recruiters just to know what the training was like in the military. And you know, the training is superior in, in different ways. And uh, the other thing that's great is in the military, you don't have to uh, make your decisions based on what the insurance can cover. If I see a patient in front of me and I think that there's a certain, uh, you know, plan, medication, or whatever is best for the patient, I can do that instead of, you know, wait for the insurance company to approve it or maybe they don't approve it uh, at all. So, uh, yeah, after learning about all those things, I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead into the military and, and follow my father's footsteps. Okay. And I imagine that played a pretty big role in your professional career, in your professional experience. Oh, absolutely. Yes. The military has a unique training where they get you trained in, you know, battlefield medicine. Basically, you know, how do you take care of the wounded soldier? How do you take care of the soldier who's returned from battlefield? Um, they also prepare you for um, emergency medicine situations that are unique uh, to military medicine. But in a broad sense, I learned, you know, how to be a little bit of an ER doc, a little bit of a family medicine, internal medicine, critical care. Because uh, when you go into a deployment setting, which uh, actually did not happen for me, but they prepare you to go there and you need to be able to manage all the situations. Definitely. And so how does, how is that? How would you say those experiences kind of brought you into doing uh, what you do now? What brought them to make you do family medicine? 
Yeah, so, well, my training was in family medicine with the military, and so uh, we focused primarily on taking care of the whole family based on, you know, birth to the grave, as we say. So take care of children right out of the womb all the way to, the, you know, the, uh, the person who's on their deathbed or, or uh, struggling with chronic illness of some sort. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. And so describe maybe a bit more of that training process itself for me. Like what were some of the things that you did during that training? Yeah, so, you know, regular family medicine residency is three years long. And during that time, you do month-long rotations in uh, obstetrics, in pediatrics, and sports medicine. And then specifically in the military, you do other rotations. One of them is called... Uh, TCCC, trauma and uh, combat casualty care. And so you go and you learn how to take care of a soldier while under fire. Uh, you do mass casualty drills and where you're, there's a real helicopter coming in and life lighting. People who are, uh, you know, pretending to be shot or wounded, but you're in there taking care of them as if they were. And so you get this uh, really broad training and uh, that goes for three years. Okay. Now, I'm looking at some of your, some more of your background here. I see you graduated from the Des Moines University College of Osteopathic Medicine. Is that correct? Yes. So yeah. what was that experience like? Well, so that's uh, four years. Medical school is, you know, first you have to do undergrad for four years, and then you go to medical school. But uh, Des Moines University was a great school to train at. They had a great tradition, a uh, lot of tenured professors that um, just very knowledgeable and um, we discussed things like nutrition and uh, primarily in osteopathic medical school, you learn about manipulation and a more holistic approach in taking care of your patient. So uh, not so much of like, hey, I'm treating a number or I'm treating a, an image. It's you're treating the person and focus on the person and how you can help them. Uh, and that seems to be you know, I think more what the patient wants. Okay. And I, and I appreciate you kind of going more in depth and describing what that holistic approach is. Cause oftentimes you can hear that sometimes use a bit of like a buzzword and it can be confusing to really ascertain what that means uh, to the general per person, maybe just hearing it on the street. Yeah, I would say that's very true. So a lot of people will come in and they'll say, Oh, I really, I really like holistic medicine. And I like to ask, well, what does that mean to you? Because it means something different. Usually to everyone. It, that may mean like, oh, I only want to do things through nutrition, or I actually only want to do things through vitamins or uh, exercise or, you know. Um, but whatever it means to you, I'll meet you where you're at, and we'll get you in a better state of health from there. Okay. And so I'm looking at some of the other things that you were got trained in. I see, let's see, I see advanced, no, now when I talk touch on that one too much. I see specialized treatment for musculoskeletal conditions. Ooh, that one's got my attention. Yeah, so pain is really what I focus on. So it started with um, in osteopathic medicine training, doing manipulation, I learned this certain technique called FDM, fascial distortion model, and it really piqued my interest because, you know, you got someone who can't raise their arm, you apply this simple one-minute treatment, and now they can raise their arm, and that just blew my mind. 10 years ago sitting in medical school and so I decided you know I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this and so I took it upon myself to learn it and um, 
as I was learning and I started publishing research on it. And now I am part of the American Fascial Distortion Model Association, where um, one of the things I do is I go around the nation and I teach courses on FDM. And then, you know, part of my mili military training was working close to sports med docs, and so I learned injections and a uh, lot of other advanced training techniques in acupuncture, dry needling, and, and so forth. Okay. You know, it's funny. This entire conversation is reminding me that I still need to get set up with a doctor down here. I should have done that months <laughs> ago, but it's just... Come kinda, on over. <laughs> it's just kind of been slipping my mind. <laughs> Okay, and now I know uh, you did some research that regarding interventional pain and wellness, so maybe we can touch on that a little bit because we are going to have to go into our break here in about a minute and a half. Yeah, so research is really difficult to publish in medicine, but in residency, uh, I spent a lot of extra time and um, in getting a study put together where we treated soldiers who had plantar heel pain, plantar fasciitis. And they've had surgeries and therapy and, and all these treatments, and they were still dealing with this pain. And we ended up using this treatment where we treated them twice in a week. No needles, just the hands is, are the only tools that we used. And we had different outcomes. We measured the thickness of their fascia. It shrunk. We measured their pain scores. It went way down. All but one person were, were still using uh, NSAIDs. Uh, or stop use, all of them but one stop using NSAIDs or uh, ibuprofen for their pain. So really significant results and the biggest thing was in the military they all got back to duty. Uh, they all returned back to being able to function and do what they needed to do. So um, that was a, a big effort but turned out to, with great results. Gotcha. Well, I will maybe ask you a bit more about that. We are going to be moving into our break when we come back. I'll talk to you more about that interventional pain and wellness, as well as more about your role now that you're at Search. You are listening to Capital Chat on KINY. And we're back with more Capital Chat on KINY. I'm still your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me still I have Dr. Joshua Boucher over at Search, the newest family physician. Now, I did joke during the first half about the very real thing of I still haven't actually gotten myself set up with a primary care doctor here in Juneau. So how would folks go about getting set up with you? Yeah, so it's actually pretty simple. If you just call Search, uh, I think it's 463-4040, you can uh, ask the receptionist there, and they will walk you through everything you need to do to register. It's pretty simple. And from there, they'll just book your appointment with me based on your, uh, your schedule. So it's pretty simple, actually. Okay, and I imagine they could also go to the website, too. Yep, they can go to the website as well. There's going to be plenty of information on theirs, uh, how to register also. Okay. Now that I've mentioned that, because I want to get that out there, because it seemed like the perfect segue to remind folks who still need to do that, including myself, how you can go about getting set up with a doctor. But So what is really your primary role at Search now that you're working there? Yeah, so family medicine would be first and foremost. So. You know, what we do as a family physician is we take care of, of you what, no matter what your age is. And the first thing we're going to do is look at all of the evidence that will help us make decisions to help you basically be healthier and live longer. So whether that's getting certain vaccines, uh, vaccines that will help prevent cancer, vaccines that will help prevent serious illness, uh, and then we can look at different cancer screenings for people who may be at risk for different types of cancer. So, you know, if we catch a cancer earlier, the treatment uh, can be a lot more effective and you can have uh, more life. Um, 
as well as just looking at anything that uh, needs to be managed, you know, any medical condition, high blood pressure, screening for diabetes. Uh, and here, uh, everyone should probably be on vitamin D, so <laughs> we would check for that as well as uh, among other things. But, you know, basically your general wellness, come in and, and get checked up and we'll make sure that, uh, that you're ready to go. Gotcha. Now, I, I talked to you and asked you about your research into this area in the first half, but I realized I probably should have asked, you know, what it was first, which is, so what is this interventional pain and wellness? So what is that really? Because that was what you did research on, and we talked about that, but I realized I should have asked you about it. Yeah, so it's basically looking at how we can get you well, get, you know, help you be able to function and function with less pain or maybe no pain. Uh, without giving medicine. So the analogy I like to give is, you know, in the military, let's say you have a soldier who's bleeding out. They're out in the field, they're bleeding out. Would you go to that soldier and give them blood or would you stop the bleeding? Well, I would say you'd stop the bleeding. Right, of course. But with pain, too often we are giving blood per se. The the pain is the, is the symptom of bleeding, uh, but the source is often overlooked and we don't try to find it. And so my training is all about finding that source of pain. And then once we find the source, sometimes it's a fairly simple treatment. Actually, yesterday, I had a, uh, two days ago, actually, a guy, 20 years of hip pain. He comes into me, he's like doing all these extravagant things at home, trying to get better. And it was about a three minute treatment and it was gone. And so sometimes it can be simple, other times it can be a lot more complex. But uh, that's my training is focused on that. And uh, as well as, you know, the integrative functional medicine, which is more of trying to get healthy through nutrition and exercise and sleep and that kind of holistic side of, of things. Okay. And that, and that does actually help give a good explanation there, at least in my, my opinion, because if you put it that way, yeah, you'd want to get to the root cause of the problem. You don't want to just be like, oh, here's a, here's a Band-Aid solution to it. You yeah. want to be like, here, let's just fix it. Yep, you're absolutely right, Jordan. And too often in medicine, we can, we can get stuck in those ruts, and, and, and I try to think more from the source the other thing with pain is it's also an experience. You know, if you've had trauma, if you've had uh, emotional and mental uh, stress, that can certainly play a role in pain as well, where it, it can be difficult to get out of pain because uh, it has created, you know, the brain has created new pathways in, its, in, in the brain that are making that pain harder to overcome. And so we can also work on that side of it as well. Gotcha. Now, this is what I've got on here, because, and I will admit the name's got me a little confused. What is a primary care pain champion? Because <laughs> that phrasing makes me think of something probably not what it is. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm bringing the pain. No, that's actually what I was in the military, apart from being a medical director and a chief of the biggest clinic there in, in Fort Bliss. The primary care pain champion basically gave me more tools, more training on how to help the uh, patients who are in pain. Uh, whether that was coming off of harmful substances that we turn to because we don't know what else to use uh, or getting uh, a team-based approach to help, uh, you know, involve maybe behavioral health in your pain management, as well as utilizing these techniques and learning more, uh, getting more tools, you could say, to help people in pain. 
Okay, so in a lot of ways, it is the exact opposite of what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> in the military, if you put champion at the end of anything, it means that you're kind of in charge of that thing. Okay. Because <laughs> you were right on the money where you said, oh, it sounds like you're bringing the pain because my brain immediately thought of a wrestling joke. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's definitely not what that actually is. But I can't help but think that. Okay. Now, another thing I know that we want to get out there was that there's going to be an upcoming sports physical clinic that's coming up. Is that correct? Yeah, so in August, I believe it's the 5th and the 12th uh, on those Saturdays. Yeah, you know, the school-aged kids, they are going uh, into different sports programs are going to need to get their physicals done so that we can make sure that they're good to go and and safe to uh, practice and play so they can come in and, and get that done. Oh, I remember those days. The only ever t- the only time I ever had to do those was when I was doing swimming, and it wasn't even for school. It was because I was in a club and still had to do it for that. And so I was like, yeah, it's going to be a bit weird scaling-wise because of how large of a person I am. But trust me, I am fit to do this. <laughs> I, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Now, one of the things I like to do with my show is oftentimes when we get kind of closer to the end, I want to open up the floor to see if there's anything in particular that you would like to talk about that I haven't asked you about. Any big points or things that you want, just want people to know? Well, I think that uh, a lot of people are living with pain and they don't feel like there's a way out of it and uh, they feel like they just have to accept that it's there and and that may be the case but I think when you advocate for yourself and you you keep looking uh, you might find somebody that has just the right tool for you and I'm hoping to come into Juno and be able to help people uh, that perhaps have been like that you know who are dealing with pain for a long time and uh and maybe i have something to offer them and as well as you know everyone in juno that i've met so far has been so nice and i've really enjoyed uh search and working for them and they've just kind of brought me in and welcomed me with open arms and uh it's been great so far so i'm looking forward to uh, spending a while here and uh really uh really helping the community gotcha and, and that's very encouraging to hear because i always like to point out you know, the good things that happen in Juno, seeing that community connection there because that's very important seeing that our community comes together and has these very positive things especially you know when i'm in my my news director capacity oftentimes it can seem very opposite where you know we're focusing on oh there is this you no know, crime thing that happened over here or there was something happening over there so when we can hear those stories you know here's someone who's having these very positive interactions with the community that's very nice to hear about yeah and you know i think that's probably what most people are experiencing and um because this is a really great community and it has a lot to offer the people are great and uh you know we have a lot of people coming and going and uh but they all need you know they all need to look at their health and 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 uh we're here to help with that so uh we'd we'd love to take care of anyone who comes our way gotcha and then i got one fun question for you and then i want to make sure we can plug how folks can get connected with you one more time which is what has been the most fun thing you've done in juno so far uh, i think the first thing that comes to mind was uh, a couple days ago on that nice warm day I yeah, mountain biked all the way up Perseverance and saw that waterfall at the end of the trail, and it was beautiful. Oh, man, but that rivals catching a king salmon off the Ooh. shore. <laughs> I can't tell you which one is better. They were both fantastic. 
Gotcha, gotcha. And then just to plug one more time, if you do want to establish care with Dr. Boucher, you can call 907-463-4040, or you can go to Search's website. Dr. Boucher, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's been fun chatting with you. Yeah, you too, Jordan. Thanks for having me on. All right. You've all been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.